podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Good evening. I'm hosting, are we? <laughs> Welcome along, everyone, to LFC Day Trippers Forum. Got uh, Gar in the house. How are you doing, Gar? How are you, lads? You all right? Oh, good sound is pretty good tonight. Oh, we're, we're, we're on track here. We we pay for the premium Wi-Fi, Andy. Yeah, sent you out a MacBook and everything. Uh, <laughs> Davo, bottom left. How are you getting on, pal? Nice beard. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, oh, a bit scruffy now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you need to you need to tidy that up, like Allison. Yeah, uh, there's a man with a really nice beard. Pete, how are you, pal? Top of the morning from fashionable Spain, from the good from the the, the town of good beards, Barcelona. Mm. <laughs> He's yeah. making a show on me tonight. That's my job to make um, you all look less handsome than me. <laughs> we're into the international break. I think we can all agree that it's a it's a welcome one this time, isn't it? Yeah, especially with, with a few players being being obviously you know Thiago. Hopefully, getting him back soon. You know. Van Dijk's a bit of a different story, really, isn't he? Um, but but also, Andy, you know, we've we've had a bit of good form in the last couple of games as well. So you you could it could be a bit of both sides, really, couldn't it? Yeah, and no, I just think with the you know with Fabinho on the brink of coming back, yeah. Thiago, Trent now after picking up a muscle injury, hopefully keep some out of it. Obviously, we'll keep him out of the internationals, but it it gives him time to. They work it's probably and, a good time for him, isn't it? To pick yeah, up a little, yeah. a little nigger like that, yeah, rather than 100%. Yeah, and the other yeah, thing, I, yeah, and we all got a bit of a, a, a bit of a fright when Alan when they mentioned Allison after kind of jarring the shoulder. So, if there's anything in that and it's only minor, it gives him a couple of weeks as well. So, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about four topics, and then we're going to do a fifth topic based on the listeners' comments. So uh, keep in the suggestion, keep the suggestions coming. There's one or two good ones in already. Uh, I'm going to have another whinge about the uh, the rules of the game. Uh, another weekend dominated by weird decisions and VAR things. Uh, Gar's going to have a go talking about the five substitutes rule that hasn't been kept in the Premier League but is kept in Champions League and across Europe um, 
Pete actually reckons the Champions League is handy this year. We should win it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Davo, Davo wants to talk about the, the time allocated to coaches these days. So we'll get stuck in. The handballs over the weekend, we'd kill them off Wolves and we'd go off us. I mean, straight away, right, just throw it out. Is that handball? Are they both handball? Should they be? I know by the rule, the letter of the law, they're handballs, but were they handballs five years ago, Gar? I know the first one, I think it was me and Davo shouting in for FF, FFS Gomez, right? Now, I first thought you, you look and you go, geez, handballs, it's, it's a quick ball in, he's left his hand out. But as soon as you see the replay, which the referee has a majorly good look at, you go, no, it's not, because he's immediately angling his body away to try and get his hand out of the way of the ball coming up at him, which is the opposite to what the referee decided. So it's crazy what's going on. I know you've you've discussed it before. Um, the Kilman one is a bit closer um, from what I remember the weekend. Uh, so it's a, it's a quick ball. And, and players, you know, opposing, attacking players will look to do it more often. It's just it's just sky balls or hit it into that area of danger of the midriff, hoping you might get a hit off a hand. And it seems to, it's worked a lot for players uh, at the start of the season. I don't know what the lads think about it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll read out the law, right? Because I, I actually had to reread it. I know at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of, what well, didn't really affect us, but it was affecting a lot of other teams, getting penalties given for balls kind of flicking up and, and accidental handballs, let's face it. But anyway, uh, if the hand or the arm is clearly away from the body and outside the body line, so that, that sort of gets, you know, that the old warden was about the silhouette. Um, the player clearly leans into the path of the ball. The ball travels some distance. This is what I don't like about rules. This um, subjective wording, uh, open to interpretation. Some distance. Put a fucking put a number on it. The ball touches a hand around that's clearly raised above the shoulder. That's fair enough. Uh, the player falls and the hand or the arms extended laterally or vertically away from the body. Again, fair enough. Uh, a deflection clearly makes no difference to the ball touching the hand of the arm that's clearly extended away from the body or above the shoulder. Mm. We've seen those given. And uh, immediately after touching the ball with the arm, even accidentally, if the player scores a goal or creates a goal scoring opportunity, that's that was that was in place last year anyway. I mean, I think that's pretty pretty fair for the most part, but there's still a little bit of interpretation in there. And I always say with VAR, Make the rules to suit the technology. So if you can make a decision as black and white as possible, make the rule that way, and then it makes it easy when they're reviewing them and it doesn't take a half an hour. What do you think, Davo? Uh, listen, if I, if I was to take the, the, the red tint, the glasses off, I'd probably think that it probably was a penalty. I thought the ball travelled far enough. I do accept Gar's point. He was, he was turning his body away, trying to get the hand out of the way. But I thought the ball travelled far enough and I reckon if that was down the other end of the pitch I reckon we'd be all screaming for it that it had, had travelled far enough and we'd all be looking for a, for a penalty just just on that rule and that, what you were talking about there like some of the scenarios they're trying to paint there you were saying if you fall and your and your arm is away from your body or outside the silhouette if you fall so what else do you meant you can't fall with your hands but uh, at your side, you just face planted to the ground. So, like, that's like, so that 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 doesn't make that's ridiculous. Then you have the a lot of people the first day of the season, the Mo Salah one they got given, 
I think if 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 a, if a ball is getting shot towards the goal and your hands are outside the body, um, be it like a strike on goal, that's like saying, well, if you stop it on the goal line, it uh, it, it shouldn't be a penalty. So I, th- I thought that was a penalty if you if you're stopping shots that are going on target. But like going back to the Gomez one. I actually didn't see the Kilman one. I heard it was worse. It was probably mm. a worse decision than Gomez, uh, which is fair enough. But if I took the the, the red tinted glasses off, I'd probably say I'd have been screaming for it. It was down the other end. Yeah, I was I was uh, screaming for a penalty for us when I hit Cancelo's hands. Uh, even though it's not fucking way, it's a penalty. But yeah. if you're going to if you're going to give Gomez, you're going to give Kilman's. That's a penalty as well. Um, someone said to me on Twitter. He got his hands in across his body, um, so therefore, it, you know, it wouldn't have made his uh, silhouette bigger. But I think he kind of turns a little bit sideways as well, where it catches his arms. So if you were to put a laser pointer behind the ball and t- on target with the goal, <laughs> um, we're gonna get, we're gonna become, you know, strict about it. Which they're saying the Premier League is um, making it a lot stricter than across Europe. Uh, then that should be a penalty as well. Pete, were you screaming for a penalty? It's an absolute penalty. Listen, as a as a as an attacking player, you know, when I was young, if if you've if you cross that ball and it's going directly into Gabriel Jesus's path, by the way. So if Joe Joe's hand doesn't strike the ball, Jesus has a good chance on goal. You're screaming for a penalty. And I think to be honest with you, the point was made earlier on. We'd be screaming for it if it was Liverpool. That's the eighty ninth minute, you know, to to go five or six or seven points clear at the top of the Premier League and it's not given for Liverpool. The newspapers, the media, everybody's talking about it today. It's a penalty. Um, just somebody made the point as usual. It's fashionable to to attack Salah, but the Salah penalty against Leeds—that's a penalty. In fact, that was a save. I mean, the the defender yeah. stuck his arm down. Yeah. You know, these ball strikes your arm in a penalty. Early. The only sympathy I would have for a player is if he's deliberately making the motion, or if he's made the motion of sticking his arms behind his back like that, and and it struck him. As it's as his arms are behind his back or gone behind his back, that's the only time I'd have sympathy. Even the running motion, players have had months, weeks to get used to this. They've been watching it every week. There's no excuse. You, it's if you're a professional athlete, you can you can adjust your running style. You know Kevin De Bruyne or any of these players are going to strike the ball and strike the ball at pace. So get your hands out of there and use the rest of your body. It's a penalty. End of story. And and something similar, well, not something similar, but we obviously had the one ourselves in the Champions League final with um, Sissoko and so, Mane. Yeah. And, and listen, like sat, or Mane knew what he was doing there, but that's a hundred percent a penalty. And when mm-hmm. them when them ones go go against you as well, you just like I said, to you, if it was if it was the other way around, we'd be screaming the hell's down for a penalty. So the problem, thought, the, the problem, devil, problem, devil is so many rule changes now that you know I think fans, partisan fans, are kind of hiding behind. When is it a handball? My rule of thumb is always, if the ball strikes your hand, the referee's entitled to give a penalty. Now, you can say, I've talked about intention, but I always think, as I said, Gary will probably subscribe to this, if it's stopping an attack in motion, whether it be accidental or not, you've got to give something. It's a penalty. End of story. Lads, my only my only issue is, and, and the more I say, is it, you've just touched on something there in regard to running motion and getting your hands. It's a foreign thing. It's a really foreign thing to, to throw your hands behind your back really quickly. Mm. You've seen that the last five years more common. But it, in line of recovery and, and a sudden sprint for four or five yards, the first thing you're going to do, lads, and you all know it, you've all, you've all sprinted four or five yards, 
I'm sure you have, Andy, especially. <laughs> right? Only. But the first, the first thing you do, lads, is to move your arms quicker and quicker to, to try and get that post of pace. Now, it's really hard for a professional footballer within so many seconds of movement and someone like De Bruyne coming with a ball at pace to try and whip one in, the first thing Gomez has to do is to try and get his pace up to recover, obviously to block the cross with his leg if need be, obviously his hand stops it. But he does, as I did say, he does try and turn with the ball because it's it's been lashed you know, at such a pace. So he can't get his hand out of the way in that motion. Now that's, you know, the referee had it in slow motion yesterday. He could, he could have. It was in his hands yesterday to go. No, he's trying to take his arm away. Mm. Right, but we've seen it. It's too common now. They're all, they're just being given. But he, mm. like even for as close the ball was to him, he done a fairly decent job of getting himself out of yeah, the way. Yeah, you know, did, you, yeah. you look at it in slow motion, and you think he could probably do better. But mm. in real time, if and a few other comments uh, um, went up there in real time, it's it's near impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll come yeah. as the owner's running back towards goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll just put that comment up. Yeah, I don't know. The ball's travelling at, at about 120 miles an hour. How do you decide whether you're going to take the Jesus ball? Well, I, think, I think I would take <laughs> that. Take it down and smoke like. Swallow the, <laughs> swallowing the ball. But I, I would say to anybody, I would say to anybody making a comment like that, think of it as a foul. Mo Salah is making his, bo- his way into the box up. 35 miles an hour as he does you know the quickest player with the ball is he probably in the league somebody fouls him by accident you say like like the the other week he was fouled in the box the lad kicked through the back from the, that lad could say oh, i didn't mean to foul him he was just moving you know torn so quickly if that penalty is not given i'm not happy you gotta think of it as a foul it's, it's that simple i understand the direction that the authorities are trying to go now where they're making the bollocks of it is they're changing and chopping and changing every six or seven months mm. and saying, okay, next year it's going to be this. You've just got to think of it in black and white. Ball strikes a hand in a box, chances are it's a penalty. Fella throws his leg out in the box to try to, in a defensive motion, a penalty is going to be given to You've got to align your thinking that way, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think that isn't the hasn't the word intentional being taken out of the language now anyway from the team because who knows if it's intentional and as regards. Like Pickford, you know, I'm sure, he, of course, he didn't mean to come out and uh, pull Van Dijk out for a year, but that doesn't mean that we've we, we've seen a lot of bad tackles over the years. Where that that one that that, that centre back off Birmingham did on Eduardo or, or Ramsey as well, that got their legs badly broken. Them fellas didn't didn't mean to do that. One of them fellas was nearly puking after after he done it uh, mm. on one of them tackles. I think it was to Eduardo. He didn't mean to do that, but the, the word intentional shouldn't come into it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, as regards, uh, exactly. that's that's my point. You know, Eduardo, the Eduardo fell, the chap was sent off. You know, I think when uh, Aaron happened to Aaron Ramsey, the big boy from Stoke was sent off, and he was sent off crying, but he was sent mm. off. Now, mm. the the Premier League circled our wagons a little bit when Ver- Virgil Van Dijk um, got done the other week. The the lad on VAR and the referee missed the incident. And they made an excuse yeah. to say that they seen it. They said, no, they missed the incident. But the problem with, as I've said before, British authorities, they will never say we made a mistake ever, ever. They missed the incident and they were so fixated on Van Dyke's offside that they forgot the, the fact that uh, they didn't pay attention to the fact that Jordan Pickford almost cut him in half. It's just ineptitude, to be honest with you. And that should have been a red card. For the same reason as Joe Gomez's handball was a handball, that should have been a red card. Simple. Uh, Oliver says if the if that was a youth football game, the ref would care about the defender's feelings and not give a penalty. 
they're not teaching kids properly. Fa- 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 this is your area. This is facts your area. don't have feelings, bro. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, look, it's yeah, the inconsistency of our of seeing penalties not given for what Gomez did and penalties given for uh, the Cancelo incident. So, this is my whole thing <clears throat> make the rules black and white as much as possible, take out the ref's interpretation or subjectivity. And this is what we want consistency. Just let, let's start giving all those as penalties, and then we know where we stand. And then they'll definitely balance out across the season. If it hit your hand, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a fucking wrecked ahead when it happens here, but it's it's the yeah. only way to go. Um, and apparently the <clears throat> the uh, the Premier League are are enforcing it more strict than other leagues. It should be just it should be just black or white. It hits the hand, it's a penalty. End of story, and then no one can complain. Another thing, the ref, uh, the Premier League, are. Uh, are going the wrong way about is the five subs rule that's working quite well in the Champions League and it's working quite well in other leagues across Europe. Um, we're seeing the effects of it with the amount of injuries. I think there was a stat there, 40-odd percent increase on muscle uh, type of injuries. Um, Gar, I know this is, this, is a, this is a subject close to your heart, pal. Take us away. So you've just had players who played in or around 12 games in regards in, in, in a short space of two months. Most of them players playing in Europe and playing premiership games and playing international. Some probably played more than 12. So you've got, I've just read today, right? This, uh, one of 26 players currently carrying sidelined with soft muscle tissue uh, injuries, obviously characteristics of fatigue. Now I'm now Raymond Verhoyen, but there's, there's an issue here, lads, because You've had lads who've had a really congested preseason. Uh, coaches, managers, fitness gurus within clubs have had to congest it down, uh, make it really tight. Probably not have had as much uh, intense running during that preseason because you've lads coming back from obviously lockdown situations, injuries, etc. So the Premier League gone with the three substitution rule. You wonder was it? You know there was a there was a bit of a you know, there was a debate in the background, I believe, at the time, whether clubs were to vote uh, two or four. I would imagine, well, we knew that all the lesser clubs wanted against it because the bigger clubs obviously had the the, the greater emphasis on bringing better better players on. Um, but that's not always the way uh, because mm-hmm. look, look at a lot of them now. They have a lot of young lads on the bench anyway. So that's that's one, that's totally untrue. Um, so... It, it needs to be increased back to five badly if if we want to see the best players in the so-called best league perform week in, week out to a level where they can. We need this increase uh, fast. Yeah, Chris Brack says the five sub real is a small club mentality. They don't want big teams to get an advantage because of their big squads. 46% increase in muscle injuries in the Premier League. That's going to see yep. smaller teams be decimated. Um if they lose all those players. Yeah, but, so uh, I think I think having five subs is going to benefit everyone, really. Yeah, I, I can't understand the, the whole thing. It, it seemed to be like the, the top six or the top eight against the rest. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, going, if, if you look, I, I don't have the stats, but if you looked at the, uh, the games that they play against the top uh, six or eight, now it's obviously going to be different this year because there's been a lot more points dropped. But in general, them teams don't pick up too many points. Um, particularly say away from home to the top six and eight. So I would have thought common sense would say to them, like, 
a lot of them would be looking over their shoulder relegation boys. Is five subs not going to help them in a game when they're down the bottom, say Palace against Burnley? Would they not look? Would Palace not look to, like to have two extra subs to come on to maybe go and win the game? And that kind in that kind of situation, forget about mm-hmm. against it, the big six. Um, do you know what I mean? Whether three subs are five, I, I wouldn't say that sways the balance too much as regards their, their own. Um, their own uh, chances of getting results in them games. But certainly down the bottom when they're playing games against each other and relegation six-pointers, surely, surely five subs is better for all of them down the bottom than three. I, just, yeah. I, can't, I can't get my head around that. And look, if you're a smaller club, the, the drop-off is going to be just as equal into your under-23s or whatever. So I, I don't really see the logic. And, and as, um, as someone said there, Kevin O'Sullivan says that uh, all clubs have 25-man squads. Uh, Jono says, did anyone see Ian Wright suggesting anyone know what that was? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I presume, to be honest with you, it could be about it being that maybe two or three of the lads have to be young players. And which brings me on to my point about the whole thing. Here's the problem. This is for me. The same, same clubs that are rallying against this would be the same clubs that are bitching and fucking complaining about not being able to give young players an opportunity to play in the Premier League. And it's a huge problem. The same people that will say, oh, you know, the usual, all oh, the big, big money foreigners are coming in and ruining the game. Guess what? The Premier League and the, the, the clubs have offered you the opportunity to introduce five subs. That could be two careers, two extra careers that you're making, that you're complaining what wasn't an opportunity. But this is a huge thing. To be honest with you, people accuse the top six clubs of being greedy. I see this as the opposite. This is the 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 rest of the clubs saying, no, what we've been saying all along is that we can't give young players an opportunity. No, they've been exposed. They don't want to give fucking young players an opportunity. What they want is to maintain their place in the Premier League. They showed that during the, the COVID crisis when they were all screaming for the null and void, once the, the ones that were in and around the bottom, and they're showing it now, now that they've been given an opportunity to blood young players. Ian Roy has probably, I haven't seen his suggestion, he has probably suggested that, uh, I don't know, he's saying, somebody, Zed Malik is saying that only clubs in Europe should uh, should have five subs. No, yeah, when, everybody when should have five subs. And, uh, and it, should be, it should be... Cop mentioned that in his press conference uh, before and, and, Roy it should, out of the game. And, and if for me, every club should have five subs and two of them, or three of them, but two of them should be academy graduates, academy. recent yeah. academy graduates, in my opinion. This will stop, it'll shut people up because they're not. I, I'm shocked that chairman aren't saying, Yeah, let's do the five subs and let's make sure that the other two subs are under 21 players. Ridiculous. Yeah, Chris Brack says the, uh, the top eight are accused of showing self interest with the five subs rule, but no one talks about the bottom six when they wanted an unavoidable. I don't think you were making completely, completely, yeah, second, for second, sure. Second. Yeah, every, everybody's um, 
everybody's just got self-interest. Look, at what what's at stake these days? I keep saying that we had this, this uh, debate there the other week about um, how players don't really get to express themselves anymore. You know, you make one mistake, your career could be over. You know, if you get the ball away in your own half, like that's that's how critical the game has gone. Mm. Um, so look, the with what's at stake, everybody's just going to want uh, what's best for them. It won't be long before Everton want the the league null and voided again as soon as we we establish it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I think uh, in a unique uh, environment as, as it is and it's probably going to go on for another year I think to to keep the support the sport as um as competitive as possible to to protect the players to protect um um just we it's going to be fucking ridiculous if if his team has to field a uh, they're under 23 is our, you know, a sort of team that we had to field against Villa last year just because they've no players and they've four or five players out on their COVID leave as well. You know what I mean? They, 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 we, we have to just, they have to just make everything in the best interest of the club, you know, health and safety and, and everything else. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see why the Premier League, um, just always have to be different. I always have to kind of have that God complex, um, so if it's if it's uh, if it's if it's one real for uh, the rest of Europe and, and a different real for the league, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Because it's run um, by the British. Anything run by the British, they have to be different. They, if it's common sense, they have to. You'll be get in trouble no, no. again. There's a fella. There's a fella who wants to meet you in Barcelona, pal. Yeah, <laughs> let him, tell, him, tell him to his face. <laughs> it's, <laughs> everything, be, everything they do has to be by their rules. I'll meet you on La Rambla's. You've just said something there, Andy, that COVID stuff. Who, who we're going in, am I right in sense the third set of internationals now we're going into in such a short space? Yeah, and we, we were giving out and, saying that. And how many COVID cases are we going to see within the next two weeks in regards mm. to clubs in the Premiership with players missing? We're going to see another rat, major impact. And then it'll only take for two or three young lads to go out uh, to a strip club or something, uh, as, as they seem to do when they're on their duty. Well, uh, English young lads seem to have uh, do what they want when they're on the international duty on their Southgate. So uh, they're going to be going off to COVID parties or whatever. So it's going to be a mess, lads, for for the next few months if internationals keep coming on. Yeah, I was I was saying that like even look at I think the Champions League is is um it's a good opportunity for Liverpool this year to win it. We're flying. Uh, it was the first um time they've they've got nine points in a row or something, wasn't it? Um, but there there definitely seems to be a drop off in quality in the Champions League. Um, what do you, what do you think, P? The Champions League, in my opinion, is a shambles. Now it's a shambles. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't it is. I don't want to go back to. I don't want to go back to. You know the the two group old Champions Cup or European Cup as it was, and or the knockout. You know, you lose one game on an off night, you're out. But you know, you've you've got the prospect. If if for example, Liverpool were to win the Champions League and by some miracle they finished fifth, you've got the the. The prospect of five Premier League teams being in the Champions League. That's 25% of the entire league being in the Champions League. It's a shambles. Last week, we played Atalanta, who I'm pretty sure have never been crowned Italian champions. Um, there's, uh, there's a team called Krasnodar. There's, uh, there's, there's all sorts of teams all over you. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the idea of inclusion. But look at the other ha- the, on the other hand of things. There's a huge outcry over... The, the top European clubs want to form a breakaway league. I understand why they want to do that. 
because the Champions League has become a laughing stock. It's and I expect Liverpool to win it at a canter. A lot of you know all the naysayers are saying Bayern Munich. People forget what we did to Bayern Munich in Munich. If we don't win the Champions League, I'll be. I, I think the Premier League is far more competitive. Sheffield United give us a harder game. Aston Villa give us a harder game than 90% of the teams in the Champions League. Champions League is now a circus. It's a little tour and act. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters on tour. Until you get to the last four, then it gets a little bit serious. And it, and who can wake up and be competitive? Champions League is a shambles, and it needs to change. Whether it be reduced to the top two or three, having a top four and possibly five, it's ridiculous. It's a shambles. Yeah. Somebody saying uh, I'm elitist. Yeah, I am. I'm elitist. I, I want to see the best clubs. I want to see Liverpool play against the best clubs in Europe. In 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 that, I want. I don't want anyone to be little Liverpool when we pick up number seven. I don't want anyone to say, "Ah, oh, they had an easy this, they had an easy that." I want to play the best, the best out there. I don't want to play Crash in the Door and Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not interested in that. But we played. We played at Atlanta. And we had a lot of fun. Listen, the Champions League, it was great, great to watch and wasn't it lovely for Diego, Diogo Hata, you know, a nice little warm-up. You can lose conceivably three or four games or five games even in the course of the Champions League and you can still win the trophy. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm. But it's, all, it's always been like that with regard, be. with, with regard when it's gone to the group stages. You can lose a couple of games, you might... Then you get out to the knockout stage, you might lose your first leg in in, in the in the two knockout stages and go on. I th- I think I, I do agree with you though. I think it's probably being slightly diluted. Garam might be able to explain a little bit more about this, but having your way for gone with like a champions route now for qualifying and uh, an ordinary. So if you win your league, no matter how poor the league is, you're in the spe- you're in the special side of the draw rather than the better teams that better teams. Come, yeah. come second and towards in the in the stronger leagues. So and that's how Dundalk ended up going. Like they missed out in that, went into the and then you've uh, you've a trapped door into the Europa League. But even those teams that are going through that Champions route, all it takes you is to get a nice draw or two. And next thing you've the likes of Krasnodar, like you said, Michelin, them teams that have won their have won weaker leagues um and, and made it into the Champions League. And that's probably diluting it a little bit since they've since they've made that uh, Champions route or whatever they call it, I think now for Weaker, so it's given a better opportunity for weaker champions to get in, uh, rather than just being like you were saying that you want the stronger sides. In. Yeah, I mean, Kevin is making a point there. Pete, the way the league is flogging players, I don't think I don't know what he's talking about. Kevin, usually Kevin is on the ball, he's he's 100. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 Kevin. what if Kevin's... I, what if I, what if he is? He's usually on the ball, he's coming up. Kev's a top red. I'd be, I'd be really yes. surprised if 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 the four, if four, three, three, well, not Manchester United because they're really terrible, but if three, two to three English clubs aren't in the, in the semi finals, they should be looking at themselves, the state of the Champions League, honestly. I mean, it's it's a procession. Man City, for example, who can't win an argument in Europe, they, they look bored. They look bored. <laughs> 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 get my hard time. <laughs> Man City aren't the only ones that can't win an argument in Europe either yeah yeah (laughs) I'll never win this argument no you're fucked man you're fucked 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know where where I stand. Hey, on, uh, washer, I don't know where <laughs> I stand on that that debate. P. Um, you know, uh, uh, is it any different any year? Gar, how many teams can win the Champions League this year? And and tell me how many teams could win the Champions League five years ago. I think realistically this year, I go Bayern, Liverpool, City will do well. I, I know you've given them a bit bit of grief there, people. I think they'll do well. You look at the likes of PSG, lads, not good enough. You look at every other uh, team that in around there. Barcelona are absolutely pile of geek. Uh, Real Madrid, watching them last night. You've got so many teams in around Europe in major transition at the moment. It's it's unbelievable. I don't know whether the drop off of quality around the world is is just drop drastically over the last five years. I think it has anyway. And um, there used to be you could used to be you know dying to name off elite players now you've got like a, a handful and then you've got the rest who follow in behind mm. it's it, I don't know what's happening with football at the moment but the the levels are dropping in regards of elite players like you look at you go back through history and we look at the, the, the superstars that used to come into the Champions League now we are looking at games and you barely want to watch half of the teams play Um he touched, even Messi is not at, at, at his powers at the moment it's it, it's, it's great it's crazy the way the, the drop of talent is in, in Europe at the moment is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think you make a good point there, uh, Gareth, that the, the quality, but as um, Kevin O'Sullivan came back with a, with a, I mean, a very, very valid point despite uh, Pete's arguments. Uh, the two or three games a week, the three so real, um, players' fitness will so far longer as the season goes on, and and he's he is right because you know if the Premier League and the, you know self interest they'd want to see the English team showcase in Europe, and they've they've been consistently you know threatening semi finals finals for years now, and this year they could be completely undone by their own governing body. Um, what do you think, Davo? Uh, yeah, look, it's uh, you're, you're dealing with like you're going. Like Klopp mentioned it in his uh, press conference yesterday. He, he said, "Usually in a season, we all know December is December when it comes to England and Christmas and football and all that." And he says, "He says this year December is the same, but he says November is like December and October is like December, and you're adding in uh, longer international breaks that are taking in three games instead of two. So listen, there's something." Like the fixtures aren't given, so the only thing that's going to give is the players. And you know, you're already seeing that. The uh, guy mentioned the COVID. Who knows? We, it's, we, we, there's no really only like we more concerned with Liverpool. We done well over the last time, so touch wood, it's the same when the players come back this time. But like, well, I wonder, like the, the whole world is basically shut down, and, and we're just, and and they're getting sent. Players are getting sent all over the fucking globe for. For Milan is friendly. I've seen in Italy this week uh, the different the uh, state laws have the law over there adding up being um, the, the the whole government and I think inter players amongst others whatever uh, in whatever regions are they are banned from going with Italy. Go. So, so, so they're they've they're legally they are not allowed to uh, go with Italy as uh, their local laws have stated. So I mean they seem to be the only ones using a bit of common sense. Leipzig yeah, did in the last round Davos, didn't they? Yeah, I think they might have, yeah. Italy is different. Um, I don't know if, you, if, if you're familiar, because I, I love the history. 
Italy has, a, has only been a country for about 170 years in the sense of being a country, mm-hmm. and it's still ruled by principalities. So you have Lombardy and, you know, the different principalities still have, they're still more or less self-governing, so they yeah. can make those kind of, whereas, you know, especially with, and the, those powers to govern would, would stretch beyond football, whereas England, it seems, you know, it's, it's very unified. And if there's a decision for the North, it, it applies in the South, which is unfortunate. Because I'm like you, I prefer, you know, especially Liverpool. I wish the club would just turn around and say, listen, none of the boys are going away. Are you crazy? People can't travel. People can't do this. Why on earth do you think it makes any sense for people to be playing, you know, as you say, meaningless friendlies in, in Iceland, for example? It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, um, I I think the biggest drop off is just the quality of Barca and Real, though, isn't it? I mean, that just losing those two as big, massive threats in the Champions League is 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 uh, has a, a massive impact. I mean, those two clubs have been ever present, um, threatening Europe for for as long as I can remember. And to think that we'd be so clear favourites if we come up against those teams now was unbelievable. And that our closer closest rivals in terms of quality across Europe will be one team in our own league in City um, and they, they'd be probably my biggest concern over two legs I think um, I think Bayern are obviously going to be a, a threat if we come up against them with crowds on the ground I think we, we, we'd beat them over two legs you know coming to Anfield second but yeah it's a coin toss isn't it now without uh, fans on the ground Gar. Yeah, it's it's, it's completely it's completely different. Even yesterday, what what's in our, our game was it was it was tough to watch. It was it was a huge tactical battle, but you, you wanted a big crowd in there just to you know put put a, put a bit of level into the game, a, a bit of excitement into our. It was just even the crowd noises are being are, are being gotten wrong by whoever is bleeding pressing the buttons. It's it's a disaster at the moment. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's really poor. You know, even Liverpool watching them. In, in the games they've played in Europe without a crowd, it's just it's just not right. And they usually have a crowd either home or away, you know, bursting out uh, an atmosphere. It's 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 quite sad to watch in the moment. If I'm honest with you, yeah. Mm. Um, looking for we're looking for a fifth uh, fifth topic. Um, so uh, Rajay Kumar suggested that <coughs> kick-ins are possibly replacing throw-ins. Free kicks to yourself is also being considered. What out of the box rules would you like to see in football and boy? We won't we won't try and drag fifteen minutes out of that, but yeah, just for a bit of crack, what what do you think? What what would be um what would make football fun? You know, we're always people are talking about the game being gone, it's shy, it's I'm sick of it. What would what would liven it up now? You know what I mean? Like let's think along the lines of when the darts brought in all the music and the crowds and the banners and the fucking shouting and the chants and all. What could what could we do right now to um to make football great, like maybe they they bang on a tune for thirty seconds, and if you score, like uh, something like uh, um, pass the parcel or something like, if you can score a thirty seconds, you get two goals, something like that. What can you think about? I'd, love to, I'd, love, I'd, love, I'd love to have the mom wake up like the rugby, the VAR, and everything and all that, and you hear absolutely everything is being yeah. said between them all yeah. because that would fucking soften a lot of coughs, would say with. Uh, with with the carry on going on, if we didn't see the incident and we did see it and all that stuff about the Van Dyke stuff, and that also we think the offside should go on your feet for fuck the rest of it, shoulders, heads, everything like that. If your two feet are, are in line or onside, you're onside. Yeah, and so lean and offside and stuff like that, we'd probably just go with, the, with your feet. 
Yeah, uh, there's some uh, some good shouts coming in there. Jason O'Neill says, "Make the goals bigger." I, I do play a game called Headball Two with my son, and uh, you can one of the power ups is making the goals bigger. So <laughs> yeah, another one is uh, the the ball turns into a bomb for uh, for you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You set the ball, you set the bomb off, and then like you pass it to your opponent, and it blows up, and it knocks them out for a minute. And another one, you you can you can loaf and kick your opponent and all. That. So, so <laughs> there's there's loads of things. Paul dances at halftime. Uh, release a line onto the pitch. Now that would be good. Yeah. Um. Remember superstars and their one on one instead of pens. Yeah. One on ones instead of penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crack. So every te- every ten minutes, someone else goes and goal. Allison just comes mm-hmm. out, throws the gloves to somebody for ten. He goes out field. Yeah, every ten minutes, change the keeper. Do you know last what I think? Man, last man back. Do you know what I think would be really good uh, to decide a game instead of penalties from twelve yards? Penalties from eighteen, twenty yards. I love the old MLS ones. Remember running from the halfway line? Halfway they were, long yeah. they were yeah. the crack. They were. Yeah, but you're not think, you're not think trying to beat the keeper from um 18 yards, 20 yards, it's going to be harder. You're going to see more mm. pain. You know they they're going to go on for a bit longer. You'll yeah. see people blazing them over the bar. You won't see assholes trying to dink them or doing sh- little shimmies up and yeah. you know something like that. Um, I'm gonna read some more football and ice. Uh, allow fans to be oh, what the fuck. Um, mic up the refs. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I suppose, you know, we're listening to fake crowd noise. It'd be no harm to actually hear a little bit more what's mm. going on. Lads, I have one for you. Well, you stand on the edge of the D, keeper stands on the on the pen on the penalty spot, plays the ball to you. Uh obviously you can play any pass to you and you have to hit it into the net and he can retreat into back into the net. Try try that next time you're trying. Is that, is that for a game or the training drill game? No, no, that's that's for a game, mate. Oh, that's that's a Paddy Lawson training drill about over here. <laughs> How do you know Paddy was training with us? <laughs> Paddy so, Lawson training drill. So what? What you you you're trying? You're gonna try and play the the ball out as slow as possible so you can get so back in your line. Kind of thing. Day, so he's on the edge of the day. Has to so and the keeper plays it to, to the player on the edge of the day, and he mm. has to retreat backwards into the goal, and the player obviously comes onto it and gives it a gives it a body. Right. Yeah, look at all that. I think I'd be pretty good at that, actually. I like the yeah. keeper as well. Yeah. yeah, that's something we could do. You know, meet up. Um, best Liverpool striker. Just okay. Random question: Best Liverpool striker of all time. Ian Rush. Next. Yeah. Question. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one Gar- winner there, isn't it? Yeah, it's Rushy. I'll go for Rushy. Yeah. I don't know. I I enjoy Torres the most. Um, um, right, we'll move on. Well, that's not going to be our fifth topic. We'll, we'll come up with another uh, topic, I'm sure, out of the um, comments. But, um, Davo, you wanted to talk about the time allocated to managers in the modern game. I assume you just mean the modern game. Yeah. We'll probably, we'll probably never see a career manager again at a club like Ferguson or you know, 20 years at a club. I think it's, um, I think it's brilliant to have a manager there for a long time that create a real identity that, um, you form these rivalries that 
just don't seem to form now. I mean, for years, Wenger and uh, and Ferguson coming up against each other, uh, similar mm. style of play. The the years trying to suss each other out, and years trying to figure out what kind of tactics are who, what type of players playing the games. I thought that I thought that was a brilliant uh, part of the game. But um, yeah, you have a few examples yourself. Yeah, no, it was just when you said we're going on and pick a topic, and I was just thinking of like Friday night there when Southampton won and went top of the league. It was really hasn't helped like got me uh, thinking of it. Like we can obviously go back uh, to different like kind of sliding doors moments. You obviously had Ferguson when he took over uh, eighty six or whatever it was, and I think in eighty nine they won an, an FA Cup replay, and if he, if they had been beaten, he was gone, and obviously. Uh, we know uh, what happened there. You can fast forward again, just a bit of research I've done. I know Pochettino when he went in at Spurs won three out of nine. And the 10th game, they were away at Villa and Kane scored a late free kick deflected. And Pochettino has gone on record saying that probably kept me job at Spurs and he probably been there. He's definitely been the most successful manager probably in recent years. Uh, even around with Klopp, like... like it didn't all just click into place when he came in. You have ups and downs. You have uh, good games, bad games and all that. But it really just got me kind of going on to Hazel Hilton and that really, like, coming in, that 9-0 game, like, that's, like, what manager really survives that? Uh, 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 get, to get beat 9-0 at home, when crowds are there as well, by the way, it wasn't, like, when uh, this situation. And to survive that... Um, and to take from from that point on, it was obviously Leicester beat them nine 0 They t- uh, Southampton took more points than Leicester uh, for the rest of the season. They only lost one game after the project restart. Um, came in, and like it, it's just uh, from what I, I heard as well is on uh, another some more uh, that, uh, totally football podcast. I think they said after that nine 0 game, the board came to the training ground and told the players, "Listen, he's not going anywhere." So yeah. you can mm. you can you can drop the heads, you can fucking piss and moan, but you'll be getting relegated, and he's not going anywhere. So mm. the players were told in no uncertain terms by the board that he would be staying, and I think it just it, like they're they're reaping the rewards now of of someone. Obviously, listen, he he's now a mug, like he he got a he got a Ingolstadt or something promoted uh, to the Bundesliga. Then he went to Leipzig, and they finished runners up. Uh, before obviously since like Nagelsmann came in and there's been a lot more money ploughed in, they they'll be they'll be gone for a second because obviously Borum in that league. But he he done it before Nagelsmann uh, got Leipzig runners up, and I think Southampton boys sticking with him, giving them the time, are definitely reaping the war, uh, rewards of it. And you, you can only you can only see them really. Um, they, they'd be I'd say like the Ings injury is a bad one, but I think if he had stayed fit, they'd be definitely looking at. Eight or nine, top top eight, top nine, mm. and uh, just now, just thought it was uh, just Friday night. It kind of dawned on me a good topic, and with them going top of the league, particularly after what they went through with that nine nil, that uh, it was a, it was a good topic. Davo, yeah. it's, mad, it's mad you say that, Davo, right? Because that same club uh, shafted a manager, Nigel Atkins, lads, who brought mm. them up from from the doldrums into the Premiership, was having a good run, and he completely got shafted by them. So I wonder how they learned, because I think Pochettino came straight in after Nigel Atkins, if I'm right. Uh, but he done a huge job. I think he was their ex-sponge boy. Or so. Well, he used to be a, yeah. a, a fitness coach, or, whatever, or not a... a just a sponge, sponge man on the side of the bench, as far as I know, from, from bringing them up. So, doing a huge job. So, it made me a touch on Southampton. So, you wonder, did they learn lessons from 
any of that board going, we mm. need to stick by him mm. here. We, we obviously stuck through Pochettino and they've had other managers since. Uh, but you wonder, did they learn lessons from that situation? Yes, yeah, Southampton go on top of the league. I think it made it made something like twenty nine different teams yeah. to lead the Premier League um, since the since the start of it. So here's a question for the listeners: um, No prize, really, just just a bit of pride. Who of every team that's led the Premier League since its since its beginning is the lowest in all the divisions now? Would you just have a guess yourself? Coventry, Portsmouth. Yeah, we let the li- we let the listeners have a few guess. Uh, Chris Brack, Encyclopedia of Football. I know we didn't even Google this. I know he. I know he knows this. Harrogate Town. Oh, it's it's, it's and Wonders, isn't it? Is it Wimbledon? Bolton are League Two, weren't they? Now, no, Wimbledon League One. But we think Bolton are League Bolton Two. Could be Bolton. Could be Bolton. We let the, we let the listeners have a go. Uh, but Chris Brack didn't Google this because he's not. Um, he, he is an Encyclopedia Football. Uh, Google actually Google Chris Brack when they want to find out something. And uh, Harrogate Town, Simon Weaver's the longest serving current manager over eleven years. That's impressive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Klopp is fifth longest at the moment in all the divisions. That's brilliant. Well, hang on That's a second. Brilliant. This is not unique to football. Life has become like this. I mean, how many, I'm sure all your fathers probably worked in the same job for 25, 30 years before they retired, if they're, if they're not. But it's, it's not unique to football. It's the way life is now. Everything is transient. Everything is in, instant. And everybody yeah. wants, everybody has a, a self-perception. All clubs believe that they're entitled to success. Whereas yeah. clubs in the past, you know, just wanted to be there, wanted to, you know, they, they wanted to turn over, they wanted to entertain. Now everybody all of a sudden has their eyes on the prize. You know, nothing is, it's like, it's like nobody is, nobody is content, you know, to be what they are. Everybody has their eyes on some prize that may or not, yeah. may not be realistic. It's the yeah. same in the world of work, you know, it's not unique to football. That's an excellent point because Jono, Jono says managers seem to burn out a lot quicker than they did 10, 15 years yeah. ago. Did they burn out or is there less patience? I would say there's less patience. And just like your point there, be jobs don't have patience now there's actually uh, metrics worked into most jobs now where they have a chore and a 10 15 percent a year so it's it's good to for people you know it's an interesting piece said that was flicking around and one of the uh ones that popped into my head i remember at the time was alan corbett he when he left charlton like charlton, charlton fans were sick of him they, they were sick of staying up in the yeah. premiership year on year and just staying up oh, we want something different are they League One Championship now or are they they have been in League One anyway so, have a, have a, look, yeah. look how the Arsenal fans turned on there yeah exactly and you know what I mean fans I think fans are Ipswich as well but Mick McCarthy the lowest were one of the lowest budgets yeah. in the Championship keeping them up every year wasn't good enough for Ipswich fans now I, I have read that they said that the football was shy and they and we we know what's being served up with Ireland as well so that's fair enough I don't watch Ipswich every week if, if, if they thought it was terrible and wanted to change no matter what well, they got it and they went down. So, like, it, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's it's fucking, it's mad. But, like I said, they, like, they pay, the fans pay their money, they make their choice. And that's that seems to be, that seems to be the way it is. It's not only time that uh, managers don't get, some of them that do get the time, then fans are saying to get browned off of them. Yeah, I, th- I think that was an interesting one, though, Dabba, what, it, what uh, Southampton did do and send the bar down and tell them he's not going anywhere. Like, it, it is good to, to back a manager, especially if you have a good bit of belief in him. I, I don't imagine the Manchester United board coming down and uh, saying, 
lads forget about it Solskjaer is going nowhere although mm. they seem to be showing a huge amount and uh, an unwarranted fate you might add because I think that fella is absolutely drowning I think he looks so uncomfortable in interviews with his kind of awkward laughs and his and his stupid points and they just don't know where to be torn but there's certain play- there's certain managers who who like things go against them at the start and they're not given an opportunity to actually stamp their authority. And um, someone like, someone like Potch was given a lot of time at Spurs, but probably still not enough time because he was doing a good job. He was doing a better job than, than Mourinho. I think that, that might have been just a, I think that was more himself and Levy were probably just starting not to see eye to eye maybe on a couple of signings and stuff like that and they both kind of decided listen we'll we'll go our separate ways really I'd say that, that might have been it because he, he is a top manager to be fair to him you know we, mm. I think so anyway yeah um, Rajiv they're saying that uh, to be fair Ole he massively agreed up on the weekend about uh, set up to fail it was a joke I think that's that means like they played on Wednesday and then they had to play early on Saturday. I mean, come on, that swings and roundabouts. They, they, that's that's happening. Everyone, isn't it? Well, it's the the the, the more we actually just listened to a, a podcast today and it was brought up and it, and it was kind of like listen, Sky get the first pick of it, which is generally the Super Sunday or whatever. BT get second pick and that's their half twelve game is their main game and that's uh, City, City and Liverpool got taken by Sky. So hence that was taken, and then obviously it was like was Klopp mentioned it again in his uh, press conference. He said we had lads in Peru on a Wednesday night. They seem to be rounding together himself, Solskjaer, Pep, on the five subs and other different things because they're the they they're the teams that the TV want. Um, that Klopp had players in Peru on a Wednesday night. We played the Manchester so derby then on uh, on the Saturday at half twelve, and yeah. it's just it, it's such a big deal that Klopp isn't even or the managers they're not even asking for an extra day. They're asking for an extra few hours. Let us be the three o'clock game or a half five game. That shows you really how I'd imagine guarded now more how much in the red zone these players really are. If if the managers are looking for an hour or two extra, yeah. or four hours extra than the half twelve game, it's fucking it must be a real strain. Yeah, um, that that's just brings up an, an interesting one. You know, see the way it is at the moment, and I think that's the last that's the last weekend of those pay per view matches, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's gone. So, so they're scrapping that. So we're going to be going back to uh, every game being staggered and every single match on TV. Would it, would I be right? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. So be on lots. Yeah, be on lots again. Does that? Do you just miss? Do you miss the whole thing of of looking at? Six games happening at the one time uh, on a on a on a three o'clock on a Saturday. Like, what would you rather have football on pretty much all weekend, starting Friday at half five till Monday, say at eight o'clock, ten o'clock, or whatever, or be able to have a three o'clock red zone with your other games, like either side. What would you bring rather, back, bring, bring back the old school. Sorry, have, guys, have, haven't come through both. We've all come through both. I really, really enjoy having all the games on one after another at the moment, lads. Just because I sit and watch it all day, I'm, I'm quite lucky. My wife, because she loves football too, so she'll sit and watch it all day with me and give out about various things, usually VAR. Uh, but now I love just being able to sit down, 
to schedule the games and just see different things, watch different players that you don't get to see. You only get to see the good things on match of the day and little clips like that or, or a, an extended Sky Highlight show. It's just great to see, you know, more talented players around the league. More you get to see more younger lads coming into the game, etc. Uh, Southampton the other night was was a good one. Like it's very rare you get to see mm. Southampton a, a lot of time and the job hasn't hit. I suppose it comes to that, the job these lads, these coaches are doing at the moment, and Hasselhilton, well, uh, Davos just touched on, is doing a massive job. And it's great to be able to see these teams and what these managers put into these sides, whereas you're not seeing, you know, cut clips or little highlights of it. That's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I totally enjoyed the the whole thing where you can sit down no matter what time of the day is over the weekend and you can sit down and watch a match and and sometimes you, you forget and you look and go, Jesus, there's another match on tonight, like the um on a Sunday and everything, it's great. Um hang, and on, a a second. hang on a second. Why on earth would you want to watch Bournley and Brighton? Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't it, know. You you Watching Borney and West Brom slog it out for, for 90 of the worst minutes. I mean, the comments in, in my WhatsApp group, that's 90 minutes that I'll never get back. Okay, Newcastle, Southampton, some of the good sides. I mean, Southampton are a pleasure to watch, especially that James Ward-Prowse. I mean, he's a super player. But I don't want to watch Bournemouth. I don't want to watch Brighton, you know, play nice football and ultimately do nothing with it. I don't want to watch West Brom scrapping for their lives. These are dead rubber games. I don't want to see that kind of quality. I want to go. I prefer to go back to the group of the of the games the way it was with Jeff Stelling and all them and Saturday making rubbish look exciting because they're good banter and then pepper them in and around their show with Arsenal versus Liverpool or you know Manchester City versus Manchester United or you know dare I say it, Chelsea even though they're boring you know versus somebody else that might be half decent. Let's not get too. I mean. It's got two carried away. I don't want to watch Burnley. Don't want to watch Brighton. Don't want to watch these also West Brom. Don't want to, don't want to stagger. I mean, I understand Garza is a professional coach, so he wants to see little things. And you know, sometimes you'll see the odd player in in the most rubbish. But yeah, seventy five percent of it is garbage. To be honest, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, like, but it's, I, it should be on though. Like it, like we're at, the, at this day and age, we have a couple of mates in America and they look over at the coverage that we get over here. Say, sorry, pre COVID nineteen, obviously at the TV coverage going, what the fuck's going on over there? We can watch any match we want over here at three at the three pm kickoff. That's the way it should be. Be a fair enough, Pete, at the stagger times and all that. Listen, I wouldn't watch Burnley and fucking West Brom anyway. No matter yeah, what time it was on, I want to watch den. that. But but. There, there should be something in place where you, you can you can look at every game. You know what I mean, and I'm sure like there's more intelligent people in the comments and mail tell say, listen, you can scrap the blackout and then you can do a Netflix style thing or whatever. It all listen, it all comes down to money and the and the TV rights and, and everything like that. And um, but listen, th- the game should be on in this day and age. If you want to watch your team, you should be able to watch your team, no matter no matter what yeah. what time they're on it. Yeah, no, I th- I'm I'm enjoying watching every game. Uh, I think it, it raises the profile of the clubs playing. I know you don't want to watch Burnley and Brighton, but that's you've just picked out the worst game of the, the season there. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, P- you know P- what P- I think P- would be fifteen euros for that garbage. P- George and Boy tonight, I'd say you have to sneak out and watch the games with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't even know what happened. I don't think he needs to sneak anywhere. I think he's going to be just fucked out. Um, yeah, I, I, here's a bit of a novel idea. Um, 
you see people like there's a comment about match of the day. Look, everybody seems to have a pain in their ass with uh, commentary and punditry nowadays. So how about in some of the lesser high-profile games, you give an opportunity to to other people, uh, give them a chance to review games and talk tactically. Maybe people coaching at amateur level, maybe people coaching at not such a high level, and just see what they have to say. And I, mean, I think that could be an enjoyable watch just to mix up the, the content we're getting because for whatever reason, everybody seems to be really unanimous in, in the, um, the kind of agreement that Sky's coverage has gone to shit and people are giving out about who was on BT. And now even the, the beloved match of the day getting a hard time lately. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69 or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Standard punditry is just it's just poor. I, I, I just think it's 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 all gone to... With, with social media and stuff like that, it, like, clickbait is a word that gets overused and stuff like that, but... Like the likes of the BBC match of the day account that needs clicks that need, that, that needs hits so they they just put out any shit that they can to get hits to to get fans the likes of Liverpool fans commenting on it going oh that's a load of shit what he said I, I it's I think it's a lot of it has gone down the road of uh, shock and awe shock jock stuff to get mm-hmm. to get hits that's that's yeah. that's really rather rather than like rather than um, kind of measured uh, analysis. Like you get from Gar there, if he was on one of them shows, like you reckon, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I'd, I'd put Gar forward for um, a job in one of the games. So I'd love to see him uh, with the. I'd love to see Paddy doing it as well. Yeah. I'd love with to see Paddy Lawson with the United fan or something, end up lumping the head off him in the studio. It'd be great. Do you know who makes me very happy watching? Mika Richards. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a yeah. breath of fresh air. He's absolute crack. Um, how. How often do you see someone just acts naturally on telly? Yeah. You know, Kim? I think he's just, he, yeah. I don't know him personally, <laughs> but I'd say he's just the same. Um, yeah, the clip. He always looks so fresh as well, doesn't he? He's always wearing the ah, fresh. Ah, fucking you know, His hair is the best ever. Brand look at Powerlifter. Yeah, yeah. But um, did he you was see the clip? He was looking at kids sitting in the kids, or he was looking at, he was sitting in the kids section of McDonald's, where, you know where, where the kids go to have the Happy Meal? And there's a little tablet on the table. He was like one name yesterday sitting on that little still. Yeah, the, uh, like did you see him? Music. Did you see him laughing his bollocks off at Roy Kane putting the yeah. makeup on? Oh I, think, I think was... Kane, I think Kane even finds him affectious. Like he just coined it. Like he's, he's put out a few videos of, of Kane catching him or recording Kane on his phone. And I think yeah. Kane, Kane just shakes his head at him going, You're a fucking lunatic. I think he, I think he says, I'll, I'll uh, go kick the show you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. What did you make of Kane's jacket? <laughs> Didn't really know, was it, to be honest. He had a kind of a long jacket. I'm just wondering, you know, of all the day trippers, who'd have the guts to wear that? Go, go, He's gadget. Had... Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe would be a long jacket. Nilo. Yeah, uh, yeah Nilo. Nilo, Nilo, definitely, definitely. Um, 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Chris Brack there, uh, Teoko comments. He, he loves uh, Mika Rich's enthusiasm. It's infectious. And the current climate, uh, you know, who who doesn't want that joy in their lives? And then, um, yeah, the frustration of the lack of research um, given uh, um, on the on the games, like getting, getting such basics wrong. I mean, you expect that from us. Not, oh, yeah, not I actually think what you find out the, the kind of the more in depth analysis that you're getting actually is coming from the women pundits. Yeah. Uh, you're finding um, that your one Alex Scott that was on Sky, and I listened to a, a BT podcast, and I actually I can't actually remember. She's a far she was with Chelsea and an English international. I can't remember her name now. That escaped me. But I remember as I was listening, I was going, "This is this is better analysis." Are, are talking about football than I've heard in the podcast probably do you know why because minorities and women blacks Asians they have to work so much yeah, fucking hard yeah, yeah. my side to get camera side I mean that, I think Alex got the mention and the girl Houghton that scored a load of goals yeah. I think for Ireland and then for England you know Michael Richards in fairness to him uh, Ian Roy um, I think mm. is very very good it's a few of them but they have to work so much harder the only one that really lets the side down and he's he's just a sensationalist and an idiot is Garrett Crooks for me he's mm. he's terrible but black mm. Asians and women have to work so much harder just to get get behind them yeah. that's, that's why they they, they 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 tend to do the homework you know and it's shown it's, I'm not even I'm not even just saying that it's just that day I listened to that podcast it was a BT Sport podcast and I'll have to go back and find a name. And it was it was it was so good. The analysis was so good. And like you said, there the the minorities have to work extremely hard to get that toe in the door, rather than just a mm-hmm. shoot to get saves. Jay Redknapp is the worst fucking pundit of all time. Yeah. He's absolutely atrocious. He just sits there agreeing with whoever's beside him. I agree with you, Roy. What do you think? Shoy, it was terrible. Danny oh, Murphy is yeah. Danny Murphy, Steve McManaman are just terrible. Danny Murphy mm. is an idiot. Sometimes he, I think Danny Murphy's the sort of fella who looks out his window and it's pissing rain and, and tells everybody the sun is shining. He's one of them, <laughs> you know, just one of them. Really, really annoys me. As much as he played for Liverpool, he's a, he seems to have an, an axe to grind with everyone and he's determined to go the other way. The worst. Um, yeah, Owen Fleming, thanks very much for that comment. It's why we do it. That's why I love you guys. No clickbait titles, just proper chats. Stay true, lads. That's all we want to, to think. That are just on here, lads, trying to have a chat after crack, um, getting everyone involved in the comments. Uh, Gar or Gav, uh, trialing a couple of things and about getting getting guys that normally comment during the week, uh, during the shows, getting them on before games and stuff like that. That's what makes it. I think uh, just uh, making a community of of fans, uh, no agendas, no no um. Oh, getting at each other, just just fans saying it as they are. And looking at the comments tonight, they, I mean, the the form is brilliant. Everyone is having fun. You know, there's no um, no trolls in there anymore. No dickheads trying to slag the take the piss out of each other. It's a uh, it's great, and that's what I enjoy most about it. I mean, not all the years now we're doing the day trippers pod. It's great to have not just the the far involved, but the the comments as well. So um yeah, nice one everyone. I really really do appreciate yeah. it. Um, Thanks. and Thanks. um and the, was there. Work, um, the lads are obviously inviting other fans on. There was a guy called Joe, he was on on Friday night. Jesus Christ, lads, what a football man. Absolute football man. It was a joy to be to be on a podcast with, with someone who knew his stuff and a mad Leeds fan, but it was just great. It, it does show you the work lad, the lad is is incredible. 
there's a lad I think joins us as well on the comments from I think he's French. Um, is it Ar- Ar- Ari? I think his name is. But very very good in all of his comments, and he backs us up on the a lot of the facts that we need to be searching for. He seems to know his stuff. There's a lot of people in the comments really really know their stuff, you know. And it makes a difference this side yeah. of it, you know. So. Roger says, "Yeah, hey, yeah, love the channel. Watch it, Liz. I know you do. You're there every night. Fair play to you. Honestly, great stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, their super tiger says Kelly Cates should take over match today. Our questions and problem on the look. Do you know the only reason Kelly Cates is involved in in um in, in football at this stage is is because of our love for the game and our dad and everything else. She could do anything yeah. on TV. <laughs> She's a brilliant um media anchor. person, anchor, journalist. Presenter. She's absolutely excellent. Um there there's no one, there's no one to touch her in in, in the on the TV when it comes to football coverage. She's excellent. Fair play to her. Uh, I, I think she she's too good for the BBC, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. Avi. Avi, yes. The guy just knows his stuff. And even on Twitter, like he's, he comes out with stuff about the stuff that you, geez, you either forgot or you didn't even know. Some really, really great, super knowledge out there, you know, really is. I thought I knew the game. No. Compared to some lads out there, in the happy place. Yeah. Right. We'll wrap it up there. Um international week will be a bit slow, but we'll we'll do our best to keep uh, some content coming. Nothing tomorrow night. Um me and Gav are planning a random Gav and Andy's chats where we're we're committed to doing that. Oh yeah, that's, that's break. Um, badly needed. The last one was brilliant, Andy. Yeah, Gav just uh has a way of getting me to say ridiculous things and have the crack and uh Watch us all uh, in the comments there. We'll talk about anything. We'll talk about sourdough bread. We'll talk about leather uh, jackets, milk from Jersey, leather jackets, <laughs> mattresses, shoes, <laughs> you name it. We'll talk about it. We have the golf coming up this weekend. Um, so we're Joe's get tips you. will be live Saturday night. Joe, <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe's tips will be live as the two leaders are walking up on <laughs> Sunday evening. Uh, Joe will have an exclusive um, look at who's going to win. Dave Lennon says the fuse. I say, yeah, we've 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 had uh, yeah, we've had some laughs at this uh, uh random chat show. So um yeah, l- listen in on Wednesday, we're gonna do that. Um Gav's trying to organize something uh for Thursday. It must be a surprise because I don't even know what he's trying to do. And then the, the fat back four be definitely um there again on Sunday as usual. Great show last night. Anyone watched it? Um, it was brilliant. Good yeah, analysis of the good. game. Uh, oh, yeah. Grizz's new show, super. Yeah. Absolutely. Super. Yeah. Um, big show. Yeah. Watch. Maybe we get, um, please watch it. Super. Uh, Neil asked, Neil, save these questions for. Uh, uh, Wednesday, I'll, I'll answer that. Uh, and do you think me some mash? Is <laughs> still a, a poverty meal? No comment. <laughs> uh, look, if you're going to make him in some mash, just have make a shepherd's pie. Don't embarrass yourself. You know what I mean? Make a nice shepherd's pie. Put the mash on top of the mince yeah. and put, put a put nice a few bit of carrots effort. into it, Andy. Few carrots. But get your veg, your five a day in there. Um, a bit of TLC, a bit of, you know. Red wine into the into the mix there. You make a nice shepherd's pie for yourself. Annoying, um, I'm crying. Yeah, it's only good. 
Joe, Joe on his 19 crimes. I made a lovely lamb stew out of that wine. It was, it was really good. Thanks, Joe. Uh, great, great um, uh, recommendation of her a bottle of wine for stew. Uh, lads, uh, thanks very much, Gar, Brain. Uh, excellent, as usual, tactical analysis from a professional coach. Always welcome. Uh, Davo, we didn't get a chance to, um, to praise Alison, as we normally do when you're on. Oh yeah, he was, he was excellent again Sunday, wasn't he? Thought he was excellent. Yeah, just it's it's not even a what what's the word? It's 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 not even it spectacular that he does. It's just it's just everything is just so solid. Like if, if you looked at that game last night, as the rain kept coming and coming and coming, the lads were struggling to strike the ball. I'd say the ball was that heavy. The pitch was that uh, heavy, but balls were getting fizzed in crosses, low crosses. Everything stuck. Nothing got away from him. Just really, really solid and just a huge difference. And I said the last time I was on, if, if we have a chance, if he stays fit, we have a chance in, in the in the two big competitions. Um, even without Van Dijk, he he is now the big one. And if he if he stays in, we have a chance. And he will get better with like he's coming back from injury, and he was a, you know what I mean. You can be a bit rusty, maybe the West Ham goal and stuff like that. But listen, if he stays fit, we have a great chance. Yeah, and the sweeper, a sweeper moment was brilliant. That one, I yeah, didn't even expect yeah. him. Fucking classy. Yeah, unbelievable. Alex McCarthy, top of the league with his team, can't even get into an England squad. How bad is that? And he's yeah, been excellent. He's been excellent. Yeah, friend. listen, yeah, you're dealing with a manager there who's standing over Pickford as number one still. So I think that tells you all you need to know about uh, Gareth Southgate and Pig and goalkeepers. Gareth Southgate is a doesn't want to offend anyone. You know, as soon as as soon as one of the minorities or young players steps up, he makes an example of them. He's afraid of his own shadow. He'd be England manager for years. Why would you sack him? You know, yeah. they keep getting to the last eight of it, all the tournaments, doing doing that, and he won't ruffle any trees. Coward. Good luck that they can have. <laughs> P, uh, less aggressive tonight, but but still aggressive enough to make a fun. Uh, Oh, uh, straighteners still available on La Ramblaise for anyone who's interested. Uh, he's he's going to be living there tonight by the looks <laughs> of the, <laughs> the looks of things. Um, just one last read of the comments. Um, Avo says red wine makes the mash torn pink. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how to make shepherd's pie live on air on air Wednesday. Then <laughs> oh, I'm chewing into that. Your uh, your your mash certainly couldn't shouldn't be torn in pink. You 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 put too much wine in. Uh, you haven't let it reduce and get get into the meat. Um, shepherd's pie and cauliflower and cheese kicking. Yeah, dead right. Um, there's 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 always ways to make every vegetable nice. Uh, cauliflower on its own is disgusting but put cheese on it it's fucking savage uh, David Lennon says book fast and stew lads you know he's an arty um, did he uh, what's that one I'm at the, the cameras are flying up now did he ever answer the question about the team lowest now did I miss it um, I, I think the real answer is Bolton but I'm probably wrong but Chris um, Brack said Swindon. So if he if he's the man, if, if he's normally the man, well then I'd probably go with him. I was just thinking yeah. Bolton because yeah. they're in League Two now. I don't yeah. know Swindon are probably League Two as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Swindon's the answer. Um. Chris Brack says there's no t- uh, such thing as too much red wine. There is. I had too much red wine on Saturday night. Uh, went all over me when I fell asleep. So anyway, we will leave it there. Uh, thanks as always, lads. Um. <laughs> We'll uh, yeah, we'll see us next week on the forum. 
Good night. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.